0: All right, everybody, you know what that music means. It is DC Sports Plus back at you again. Yeah, hello This is episode number nine. We're doing a, uh, a pod. We needed to get one out anyway, but we're doing this as a specialty, kind of emergency pod. Uh, it is uh, June 22nd, Thursday, uh, about... Five, Five o'clock, yep. three hours from the NBA draft. A yep, lot going on. lot going on, and, and, and we looked at each other. And we said, man, we, I, I got to do a pod. Yeah, we got to get a pod out. Yeah, man. Um, so obviously this pod, completely different, completely dedicated to the Washington Wizards yeah. and the front office moves that they've been making. So <clears throat> to jump right into it, I'm going to just give some, the totality of it. I'll uh, read a couple things that uh kind of a breakdown of it and then we're gonna get into some of the players of the return and you're gonna give us your take on it D2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically trading Bradley Beal, Porzingis, and um and Chris Paul now, <clears throat> they end up getting Jordan Poole and Ryan Rollins from Golden State. They got Landry Shamit. And Tyus Jones, they got Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, the number 35 pick from Boston this year, a 2030 first-round pick from Golden State, seven total second-round picks, six of them coming from uh, Phoenix, and then four pick swaps with Phoenix. That's the totality of it. All right. <clears throat> The breakdown of it for certain things, here's the the Beal part of it. So the second round picks are 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, 2028, and 2030. The pick swaps is which is the Wizards have the opportunity if they have a a later round later pick than the Suns, they can trade in 2024, which I don't see happening, 2026, 28, and 30. So every other year. They can trade in front, well, with uh, Phoenix and get their higher pick. They got Jordan Poole with flipping CP3. They got the Warriors 30, as we said, uh, 2030 first round pick. Uh, The Warriors 2027 second round pick. And they got Landry Schammett from them. Uh, Obviously, the big haul with that is the fact that you get Jordan Poole Who's just under a new, brand new, just starting out four year, $128 million contract? Believe they're looking to build around him. Absolutely. Uh, They get uh, Ryan Rollins, who, 20 years old, six foot three, shooting guard, was a second round pick for the um, Golden State Warriors last year. Mm -hmm. So they're picking up a, a shooter. Uh, who knows what you get with him. Maybe nothing. Maybe he turns into a good player. Yeah. You know. You don't know. He can develop. Yeah. yeah. And the one uh, thing I like, uh, Grant Paulson, I'm going to read one of his tweets here. The main part of this is obviously the first part. Many people thought that Paul would be bought out. Yep. So instead of having to sit there and buy out Chris Paul for $15 million, we end up flipping him uh, and getting Jordan Poole a first-round pick, Ryan Rollins and a second-round pick. Uh, And it says, Jordan Poole will average the 23 uh, points per game Beal did last season with similar rebounds, assists, uh, numbers that he would bet. This is what Grant Paulson said. He's also six years younger and makes $18 million less. And if Poole plays well in an expanded role, he becomes a great trade chip too. Or, like I think, they're going to go ahead and and build around him Uh, because he's young And he can score. And I think you said when you looked him up in uh, last year, he averaged what, 21 points a game?
1: He averaged just under 21 points, so like 20 points something per game in 30 minutes of play. 30
0: minutes of play. That's That's impressive. That's very impressive. That's a score right there. The Gallinari is a salary dump. Muscala is a salary dump. Mm -hmm. Um, Landry Shamit in the last year of his deal could flip him for something or package him in something or could play him. But he's in the last year of his contract too. And then Tyus Jones is the interesting one for a lot of people because a lot of people thought that that's all we were getting uh, was Tyus Jones in this uh, swap with, with um, Christophe Porzingis, but they ended up, you know, working, working it around uh, and they end up getting the 35 pick from Boston, which, yeah, it's not a first round pick, Everybody wants to complain, but like I've seen on Twitter, 90% of it is positive uh, because they understand we have to tear it down. We have to get from under all of these contracts that we had, Uh, and and let's be realistic. Porzingis was able to opt out of his contract, Yes. Uh, so he was sitting there, and he did us a favor, basically, by opting in so we could trade him to Boston.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, worked in our favor him doing that.
0: Yeah, Beal had a no trade clause. Yep. So we were screwed on that. Mm-hmm. And then Kuzma obviously was going to go ahead and opt out at only 13 million the way he played. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going to be averaging, you know, 25 to 30 million a year most likely. Yeah,
1: we knew that was coming. We knew that opt out was coming.
0: Yeah, that was that was a no-brainer. So yeah. I know you have some some numbers here to look at for some of the guys and then we'll get into the overall of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, we picked up, uh, you know, Tyus Jones, uh, point guard, 27 years old, six foot two, point guard from Memphis. Again, this, and, and look, let me just preface this by saying, a lot of Wizards fans are going to look at this and say, my God, you know, we didn't get any first round picks. We didn't get any real true star players. But you have to understand, you have to look deep into this. That's not what this is about. This is not about that. This is about starting from scratch, building from the ground up. You acquired some picks, a lot of picks. Yes, they're not necessarily first-rounders, but you're getting second-round picks that in today's day and age, with the depth of basketball now, especially yeah. over in Europe, yeah. you can find players yeah. in the second round that can develop into role
0: players and potential stars. Who, who was the second-round pick that just we recently won a, a championship? Who, who was that uh, again? Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic, second-round yeah. pick. Second-round pick. In fact, in fact...
1: They joke about it about how when he got drafted, they were playing a Taco Bell commercial. When he got drafted, they didn't even announce the draft. It's just a Taco Bell commercial being played, and then it shows where he gets drafted. And, and now, you know, two-time, two-time MVP, two-time MVP, and and world champion, and a world champion. And and this and this is what some this is something that me and my cousin have been talking about for so long now with the Washington Commanders. Back then, the Redskins is. Why can't we rebuild, start from scratch? And what, what we're doing here and what the new front office is doing, and I listened to that press conference two weeks ago. And that press conference, when we brought in the, our new front office, our player personnel guy, our GM guy, these guys were going to rebuild this team. Everything they said, the language in their conversation said They are going to rebuild, and they are not wasting any time. The Wizards have been by far the most active team leading up to the draft. I love it. It's beautiful to see. We may have to go through, we probably will go through a couple of years of really struggling. But, hey, you got to take steps backward to move forward, and the Wizards see that. The new front office sees that. I think this is all a wonderful thing. We're flipping guys. We're getting rid of the huge contracts. We're getting rid of the guys that could be assets and bring in prospects, bring in second round picks, have plenty of money. And again, Poole, let me tell you something. I'm a big, big fan of Poole. I mean, he's young. Like I said, he, aver- he had a career year last year as a backup. Only Only averaged 30 minutes a game. It was averaging almost 21 a game two years ago. He led the NBA in free throw percentage at 92%. I
0: love that. This year was 88%. <laughs> I love that. I think you the gotta basi- love that. the basics, man. Yeah. I think, you know me and you always go about it. Oh, God, yeah. You can't shoot free throws. So many teams actually lose. Look at that game, that one game against Miami, the Denver lost. Ah, yes. Horrible free throw Horrible shooting that free game. Throw shooting, you yeah. know, and you got to do the basics. Yes. And I think that's what these guys are looking at in the front office and they're looking for the basics. And I love it. I
1: think I think the way, the Wizards,
0: the direction we're going in right now, this is a
1: beautiful thing. We are putting ourselves in position. Again, there's no guarantees. Nope. There's no guarantees. Nope. But the bottom line is that it is a travesty. It is a disgrace for the professional basketball team in the District of Columbia to be what it is. We should be contending for the conference every year. When you consider the history of basketball in the DMV region, it makes no sense that our pro ball team is basically irrelevant every year. And what the new front office is doing is they are positioning ourselves to rebuild and have a team that could get on the court and compete, compete for conference championships and maybe compete for a world championship. And again, it's not going to happen overnight, but what we're seeing is the foundation. They're laying the foundation of what could be a very good and contending basketball team over the next couple of years. We no. may have to go through some tough years, which we probably will, yeah. but I love the way it's starting, and I love the direction we're going in.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what, you, what else you got on, uh, on, on Tyus? What, uh, I know somebody said uh, there's a couple NBA reporters that had him listed as the best backup point guard in the league. Yes,
1: they have him listed as that. He had, I tell you, his numbers, you know, he again, here's a guy – that was a 91% free throw shot. Here's another guy. Yeah. Free throw shooting is big. Um, he, averaged, he had a career year this year where he averaged five and a half assists a game. Um, great coming off the bench. Great character guy. Young. Can run the offense. Yeah. Uh, very few turnovers. Get steals. He yeah. averaged 1.5 steals a game
0: yeah and that's uh and as backup goes he was actually forced into being the starter with the John Morant right with um, the John morant suspension situation. exactly so exactly. He, he started those 20 games or whatever it was that John morant missed yes so he's somebody that has some starting experience but again a lot of people consider him possibly a trade chip possibly a trade chip maybe maybe, maybe he starts for us and he's our starting point guard maybe you know um our guys have have more in the tank maybe yeah. they're they're gonna make some more moves which <clears throat> the stuff that I'm hearing is that they're probably not done, you know. Yeah. So that's exciting, hearing that they're probably not done with what they've already done. Now, what do you got on our boy Shamit? Yeah, now Shamit Landry <clears throat> Shamit. Here's another guy, coincidentally
1: same age as Tyus Jones, 27 years old, 26 years old. Excuse me, um, six foot four, shooting guard. Uh, another guy that basically was coming off the bench and 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 gave good depth, good character guy. He averaged, this year, he averaged about 9 points a game, about 2.3 assists. But again, he was coming off the bench. He was a role player. And here's what I love, though. Again, free throw percentage, 88%.
0: Tops in the league. Love
1: it. So this is a guy that fundamentals are good, character's good, young guy, which means he's got a lot left in the tank. His career's not coming to an end. He doesn't have a high contract. He doesn't have a big contract where it's killing us for salary cap or any issues there. And this is a guy where, again... He could be used as a to flip him possibly, or he gives you a young character perimeter player yeah. that could provide quality minutes for you um, on the perimeter. And that's what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, for, for, one, uh, for one year, because he's only got one year left on his contract.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, I I mean,
1: another expiring contract. Yeah,
0: another expiring contract. And if he works out good and, and they like him, they could always resign him. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, so, that's just another piece that they added in. Uh, I got Ryan uh, Rollins' little thing pulled up here. Like I said, 20 years old, six foot three. He was the 44th pick in the draft last year out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, shooting guard, 180 pounds. <clears throat> Again, played his college at played at uh, Toledo, so mm-hmm. he's a small school type of guy. Yep, could end up being a gem. Yeah. Uh, could end up being a backup. Right. Uh, could end up just being nothing. Right. You, know, you don't
1: know. know. But, but you, don't, you don't know until you try. Exactly. You got to bring in. The, the, the reason why these guys are young prospects, you got to, when you build a team, you don't build a team by bringing in a bunch of stars and a bunch of high contracts. You do it from the ground up. Right. You bring in your foundation. You get in your bench players. You get in your depth guys, high character guys, guys that have... Very good contracts that you can work with, and then when you're able to, you you develop, you have a star develop, right. here and there. That's what you have to do. But you got to start somewhere. You got to right. start somewhere. And I tell you, like I said, and, and my cousin talked about this. You know, the Jordan. The, I am shocked, and I know that we have different uh, ideas. We we both agree on what might have happened with why Golden State got rid of him. But Pool, jo- Jordan Poole, I mean, talk about upside. I mean, just to kind of break it down to you real quick. Here's a guy that two years ago averaged 18 and a half points a game. Averaged 30 minutes per game again 2 years ago. Same amount of minutes. This year again 20 and a half points a game. So his points per game average went up by 2, yeah. but he still had the same amount of minutes. Again, big time uh, free throw shooter. This is a guy that is ascending. This yeah. is a guy that's on the rise. Yeah. And for an organization like Golden State to part ways with a young quality uh, perimeter player such as Poole, that's, that's really going up. He's ascending. Sure. This tells me that they probably feel like, wow, with, you know, obviously with um, Steph Curry um, and whatnot, he's probably not going to have much time. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to get money minutes, and he wants yeah. to come and do his own thing. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and that's I, what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Dramond Green situation where whether the they. Bring, yeah, the yeah. altercation where he, he punched Jordan Poole and knocked right. him out. Um, you know that could have played into it that maybe there, maybe that you know coincides with them bringing Draymond Green back. Yep. You know to where he's not going to go anywhere else. He's going to go ahead and cut a new deal, bring him back. And like you said, with that and Chris Paul, seems like they're gearing up to make another run.
1: Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely going it. on. They figure they could bring in Chris Paul. He can run the offense. He can facilitate the ball. Steph Curry can can just and just set him up for threes all day. That's what they're trying to do. But they're parting ways with a really good young perimeter ball player that I am high on, that the league is high on. And, you know, for what it's worth, and I think it's worth a lot, there are 82 games in a season, right? Right. What what does that say right there, My, my brother? What does that say? Oh, he played 82 games. Okay, does that mean he played every game? It means he played every single game. Now, that tells me something. That means he's durable. That means he's out there competing. And again, I love it. He's 24 years old, and he's still developing. He's still getting better. And this is the type of player that the Wizards needed to have. I'm so excited that we have him. I can't wait for him to get in there, get in the gym, get acclimated with the players. And I just think it was great that we were able to pull him off of one of these deals. Yeah,
0: Whether you like it or not, if you're listening to this podcast, (sighs) that is the new face of The Washington Wizards, yep, that is the guy they are building around. Yep. Uh, that's who uh, Michael Winger and uh Dawkins, Will Dawkins. Yeah, that's who they identified because this is this is we always sit there and say that everybody else for all of our teams, everybody else is playing chess and we're playing checkers. Yeah, we're playing checkers, yep. These dudes are playing chess. Oh, they play. playing, they're chess, thinking right. three moves ahead. Oh, yeah, they knew the backlash from not getting a one for, mm-hmm. for Bradley Beal and all this, but they knew they had an opportunity to get Chris Paul and to flip him, and they knew it was one of two places. It was either Clippers or Golden State. Yep. These dudes know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Trust the process. We're going to be fine, and we won't be one of those playing for the playing game mm-hmm. every year yeah. that that we've been trotting out there. You know, They are actually going to be making moves – they're going to bring in a whole bunch of young guys. You know, they're going to see if if Denny Avija is somebody to help build the team up. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. in the last year of his contract. Yep. So they're going to see whether or not this guy is worth spending the money on. And maybe it is. If, if you got Poole and him as kind of your backbone, you got the number eight pick. And like I said, who knows what else we'll end up with. I don't think they're done. I think they're still moving, they're still shaking, and they're still going to be looking to do something uh, before this night's out tonight. So that's this is the most excited I've ever been about a Wizards draft. Oh yeah,
1: I can honestly say that. I've never. (laughs) This is by far. I mean, I'm almost as excited as it as it is during the NFL draft. Yeah. And I never. And I don't even put the NBA draft in the same stratosphere with the NFL draft as far as excitement and how much it means to me and to a lot of people. The NFL draft is so much more popular. But as my cousin just led to. This particular NBA draft, there's a buzz yeah. if you're a Wizards fan. Yes. And you see the changes. You see the beginnings yeah. of, of sculpting this team, of mm. building this team literally from a foundation up. Something that I wish... The Redskins now commanders would do and hopefully not that this isn't about the Redskins commanders just this particular pod but I just want to throw out there hopefully Josh Harris does the same thing uh, in a similar fashion where he just rebuilds it but that's another time another discussion for another time but anyway I just love the fact that the Wizards are doing this me and my cousin are so excited about it I can't wait to see over the next couple of years what becomes again we're probably going to have to go through some lean years but yeah. that's what happens when you rebuild you go through lean years it's part of the process yep. it's part of the process I was telling my cousin uh, earlier today you know if you're somebody that's uh, overweight and you're looking to lose weight those first couple of weeks that first month or two it's very difficult you're yeah. struggling you got to get yourself get your body acclimated to exercise okay. it's the same thing here when you've been in an organization that has been down in the dumps and struggling for so many years it's going to take time to get ready of all that stink all that stench all that just bad bad karma Mm -hmm. and then you're able to build it back up and bring in the players that you want to bring in high character guys young guys guys that don't have an arbitros of a contract and then you could start seeing them move forward then you can start seeing them find a franchise player by draft maybe maybe oh just maybe because free agency is so big in the nba nowadays that this becomes a destination. Yeah. And maybe a star player wants to come to an organization after a couple of years of showing that we can become maybe a top upper echelon right. uh, uh, association, or excuse me, a uh, building block. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I, I think this is something that's very exciting. And again, uh, me and my cousin couldn't be happier for the Wizards. It's a new dawn, baby. It's a new dawn.
0: Yeah, it is. And and like we said, you know, <clears throat> it's going to start off rough, you know, and, that, and that's to be expected. But... If you're listening to the pod and you're pissed off with what they're doing, then you're just not understanding the process and and what has to happen. Uh, You know, you get rid of those big contracts. Like I said, the fact that they got anything for Chris Paul is amazing. That's amazing Um, to me. And and not just that they got anything. They get a face of the franchise. To me, Jordan Poole, a four-year, $128 million contract. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be the face of the Wizards franchise moving forward. Absolutely. And they got a first and a second round pick for 38-year-old Chris Paul.
1: Yep, 38-year-old Chris Paul.
0: I I mean, so everybody that was was talking crap about the front office, about what we didn't get for Bradley Beal, who had a no-trade clause, what we really didn't get in the Porzingis trade, Porzingis, again, did us a favor by opting into his contract. And us being able to get anything, we weren't going to get nothing for him. He could have opted out of his contract, the $36 million option, opted out, been a free agent, signed with whoever he wanted. Mm -hmm. Him and his agent decided to do us a solid, opt in as long as we could send him to Boston. Yeah, Yeah, we only got the 35th pick and we took on some salary. But we got a 35th pick for nothing, basically. Because... Porzingis wasn't going to be here. He wasn't going to opt in and play for a franchise that had no chance of making the playoffs. No, it's not not at all. I mean, you're basically it's just gravy on top. It's gravy. It at is at the end of the day because you were he it wasn't is. going to be here anyway. Exactly. I so, mean, so you got these extra draft picks that you have, uh, and I think we have um, the eight. Yeah, we have, we have eight. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. And then we have forty.
1: I, is it forty-one and fifty-seven? Forty-two and fifty-seven.
0: I think it's forty-two and fifty-seven right now. Right now, yes. which could still change uh, based on what they do. Because, like I said, this is ever evolving. And and just another kudos to the front office here for they had the trade in place with the Clippers at eleven thirty-ish. I think. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. He was in place, the Clippers, we were going to get the 30 pick, um, take on Marcus Morris, and we were going to go with that. Um, Come to find out that the Clippers weren't satisfied with the uh, medical, with uh, Malcolm Brogdon uh, coming from the Celtics. Uh, So with an hour and a half left to the deadline for Christophe Porzingis to opt into his contract, with an hour and a half left, they pivoted along with the Celtics and were able to get Tyus Jones uh, from uh, Memphis, yep. uh, you know, and then end up getting the 35 pick from Boston. Um, when again, they could have gotten shut out and got nothing for it. Yeah. So that is, I mean, you talk about putting in work. These dudes uh, put in work and I think they're doing it the right way. And, obviously, they have a good reputation around the league very good <clears throat> because reputation. they're able to call people up and get stuff done with an hour left to go before this deadline.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and, – and, again, and, and just to confirm that, absolutely correct, we get we pick 8, 42, excuse me, eight thirty five, forty two, 35, 42, and 57. So, we have three twos and one one. Obviously, you all know that second-round picks in the NBA aren't what they are in the NFL, but that's not the point. The point is, is that – the the MBA has never been deeper or more or greater or more depth ever than before. Second round picks can impact teams; they can develop. You've got the European League. Yeah. You've got the the G League. Yeah. You've got so many opportunities to find gems. It can mm-hmm. happen. You uh, guys are not, you know, Giannis uh, Anta who many people think if that is the best player in the world right now, top 2 or 3 best players of basketball. Right. Go look go go ahead and Google Giannis Antetokounmpo and look at his numbers the first 3 years in the league. He was averaging 8, 9, 11, 12 points. He was averaging 12, 13 points a game. He was a raw player. He was drafted 13th overall. It took Giannis 3 years to develop into what he's become. No. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, maybe probably <clears throat> the greatest ball player right now in the world as of right now. Yep. Was a second round pick. It took him three to four years to develop. Yeah. So the reason for I'm saying this is that if you draft a guy in the second round in the first year or two, he's not a star. It doesn't mean he's not going to turn into one. It's right. not gonna mean he's not going to turn into a good ball player. Right. You got to. It's all about the front office finding guys that are hidden gems, guys that are going to develop into capable basketball players that can contribute to this basketball team and move us forward in a positive direction. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, definitely. And 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 who. You know, who else needs second-round picks? Because there's nothing saying that we're going to keep all these second-round picks. True. yeah. Who needs second-round picks? It's these teams that are good mm-hmm. that need minimum salary guys.
1: Minimum salary.
0: So right. you can't get much more minimum salary than a second-round pick. Yep. So you could see them flip these second-round picks and try to maybe move up from eight. Yeah. Or or maybe try to move up from 35 into the first round. Oh, yeah. You know, they can package these because you say, oh, what good is a second round pick? Well, like I said, you look at somebody like Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix really needs oh, man. second round picks. And I know we just got them from them. Yeah. But I'm saying those type of teams where they have all this money invested in their starting five. But you have eight other people you need to have on the team. Yeah. So you need to have these second round picks. They are valuable. So – these other ones this future picks we're not picking all of those second round picks. No. no all no. of those six second round picks we got from Phoenix and the and the one from uh Golden State they're not going to stay. They're going to some of those are going to be flipped and packaged oh, yeah. into something else because people need bargain basement guys and they identify certain players in the second round that can help them, you know, maybe right away, maybe in a couple years, you know, mm-hmm. just like we said, it might. they may work out, they may not. But there's only 30 NBA teams. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that with all of the colleges and all the overseas players that there's only 30 first-round players. I don't
1: believe it. it. I refuse to believe it. And let me tell you something. Let me say this. For every Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Tim Duncan and all-time greats, there's a Kurt Rambis. Yeah. Okay, there's a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Uh, there there there's a Bill Laimbeer. Yeah. In other words, for every star, there's a role player that, and I don't want to sound like a cliche, but I will the 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 player that does the dirty work. Yeah. a lot of people like to use that phrase. Yeah. That gets the big rebound, makes the big pass, does the right big plays down the stretch to assist the 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 stars for winning. Draymond Green is a guy that maybe averages 11, 12 points a game, but he he's the cog in that Golden State wheel. And the point being is that you need players like that to compete at the highest level because you do not win championships. You do not compete for conference titles with just having a couple of stars and a bunch of guys to sit around and watch. You have to have your role players. You have to have the guys that are unselfish. The guys are going to sacrifice themselves to... For the betterment of the team. And what better place to find them in than in the second round? And again, some of those second round picks may develop better than that. But point being is that you need your role players. Yep. You need the guys who are gonna do the dirty work as well. Yeah. That is my point.
0: Yeah, and I thought you were going a total different direction when you said for every magic and bird. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to the busts. Uh, okay. So that that's why so I, I just pulled up just a couple names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for every one of those you have a Greg Oden, who Us. was number one in 2007. If you're a Wizards fan, you know Kwame Brown, oh. Michael Jordan's pick yeah. at number one in 2001. Oh. Uh, you got Darko Milicek for the Pistons, number oh two God. in 2003. Awful. I mean, so for every one of those, you have a bust to go with it. So nothing is a guarantee with any of this. What you hope is that you get talent You start amassing talent with these younger guys. And then, like you said, becomes a destination where then you can add that superstar player that does a sign and trade to us instead of the opposite way around. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, A-plus for these dudes, what they're doing right now. And and we're sitting here right now at 530. I don't think they're done. I think today there's still more that this Wizards front office is going to do to help better the trajectory of the team.
1: I agree. And, and, and let me just say this as we wrap this up. The Denver Nuggets won the world championship. Homegrown talent. Yeah. Role players and homegrown talent. Yep. The team that they beat, the Miami Heat. They bring in Jimmy Butler a couple years ago. He was the 30th pick in the draft back in 2011. Yep. Almost a second round pick. Yep. Jimmy Butler is one of the best ball players on the planet. And he was picked almost into the second round. Almost. Yeah. You have developmental players, guys that were backups, that assisted in Miami getting to the finals this year. Because they do it the right way. They find players and they develop them. And there's a Miami Heat motto. It's the Miami way. The way they do it. The way Pat Riley does it. And that is what I'm hoping... That we can go and do the same thing, yep. follow the same format, the same footsteps yep. in that direction, so that we can be a team that's respected and compete every year for an Eastern Conference title.
0: Hell yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, baby. All right, so uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we'll have this up here either today or tomorrow, so y'all can listen. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, let everybody know. This is, like I said, this is a whole podcast, thirty minute pod, just on the Wizards. It may never happen again. May
1: never happen Uh,
0: again. But we're so excited about the way the trajectory is. We wanted to get one out to y'all. Hopefully, y'all feel the same way about it because it is exciting and it is going in the right way. So, again, like, subscribe on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Tell your friends, listen to us, get the word out there. We love y'all. Thank you very much.
1: Hello.